0: On today's episode, our all-Asian panel reviews F9, The Fast Saga, and discusses too much of a good thing, which is a topic plucked from the themes of the movie. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the You Better Represent podcast. Um, Sharing, sharing, oh, oops, that's my other tagline. Um, Let me (laughs) rewind. Um... Uh, yeah, we don't
1: share shit on this
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, usually it's uh, sharing, the, sharing the Asian perspective, but that is our old tagline. Our new tagline is, um, uh, you better represent Podcast uh, Each week we explore representation in cinema by reviewing a minority-led film with members of that underrepresented community and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. Joining me for today's show is Toronto comedian and writer, Leonard Chan. Hello! Oh, and uh, and I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson <laughs> for gay, super cute Asians. I need to put that back in the script. Um, the uh, so this week's movie of the week is F9, um, the Fast Saga, also known as Fast and Furious Nine in international markets outside of North America, <laughs> which I think <laughs> makes much more sense as a title. But, uh, you know, people just have to be weird. Um, Okay, so the movie is the ninth movie in the Fast and the Furious saga. And it is about Dom and his crew who must take on an international terrorist who turns out to be Dom and Mia's estranged brother. This movie is directed by Justin Lin who, you know, this show's called You Better Represent. It's the reason why we're reviewing it because this is a huge Hollywood movie with lots of funding behind it and it's directed by an Asian American, so Justin Lin. Yeah. Good on you. But
1: apart from par- apart from that, there's literally no other reason for me to watch this film. <laughs> like there, I honestly there's nothing compelling. Like I I yeah. <laughs> Like, oh. This is the only reason. It's because I had to watch it for this podcast because Justin Lin directed it. That is the only reason I watched this yeah.
0: And we we support our fellow Asians. Also, you know, obviously it's uh, it's bringing back Sung Kang as Han. Spoilers. Um, oh, yeah, spoiler. Um, spoilers, because everybody
1: <laughs> thought he died in uh, the second one. Yeah, Drift.
0: yeah but the, y- yeah. It's it's a long story, but with that whole thing, um, so uh, this is Justin Lin's first time back since Fast and Furious 7, which I think was the last good Fast and Furious movie, so I was actually very excited for Justin Lin to come back, because he directed Fast and Furious 3, 4, 5, and 6, and then mm-hmm. um, Left Which first- were actually good. Yeah and then yeah. he left for seven and eight which were pretty terrible other than i had to watch it because the rock is in it but um you know now justin lynn returns but without the rock um this was <laughs> written by alfredo botello who gets the story by credit and the screenplay credit goes to daniel casey and justin lynn this is starring you know a incredibly diverse um, uh, list of actors. There's so many, so just bear with me while I get through this. But I will say another reason why we're reviewing this is Fast and Furious Saga as is known as one of the huge successes in Hollywood that featured a really um, a really diverse cast, um, and it just really showed Hollywood that um, there's more reason to, because you know, like with Hollywood. Uh, trying to uh, tell them it's a good thing to do because it's the right thing to do never works. But if you can be like, hey, it actually makes more money because people don't want to see just white-ass bitches on the screen. Um, <laughs> this is why I love the Fast and Furious saga. They've always had a very diverse cast. Now, this time, they might have gone a little bit too far with their cast, but here, here we go. Um, <laughs> and hopefully you're with me after the five minutes of reading of these names. But we've got Vin Diesel coming back as Dominic Toretto. John Cena, who is somehow supposed to be his long-lost brother, despite being super white. Um, Sung King as Han, um, of course, returning to his role. And his great relationship with Justin Lin.
1: Oh my God, this is gonna take forever. <laughs> <laughs> we've got. Just don't even list the characters. Just list the names of the actors. this is gonna literally take another ten minutes.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so we've got Michelle Rodriguez, Georgiana Brewster, um, coming back and actually having a meaningful role. She really hasn't had that. She's had mm-hmm. cameos throughout the whole saga, but she's kind of been sidelined for the most part. Um, Ludacris, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, um. Uh, and uh, Charlize Theron, for some reason, I don't know why they keep bringing <laughs> back her her characters, like the overarching villain of this saga, even though she's just the least compelling overarching villain ever. Um, and then special shout out to Anna Sawai, who randomly tags along with Sung Kang as, you know... Just another Asian character, which, okay, if there's going to be, like, unneeded superfluous characters, at least have them be Asian. So, you know, good for you, girl. (laughs) Um, Okay. Now, let's uh, – now on to the actual review. Um, Leonard Chan, does Fast and Furious 9 bring honor to us all, or does it bring shame to our ancestors?
1: Literally, there's a nun with a bell. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just going, shame, shame shame oh my god this movie was garbage this movie was garbage this was so so bad i can't like it was two hours and 20 minutes like it was two hours and 20 minutes long so listen i was literally furious that it didn't end fast enough like that's like kind of where i was at with this my god like what a mess of a film I, on, like here's the thing i can't even tell you what it was about i honestly can't like there's so much going on there was like, okay, there's like the brother <laughs> thing with John Cena, and they set this whole thing up at the beginning, and then like, so now there's like this history but then there's this thing like these two halves of a sphere that I don't even know what it does and 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 then for some reason like this Asian late like girl has to like hold them and that's the only way they work and they're uploading something and I honestly don't know what they're uploading. I assume if they completed the upload it would be bad because that's always what happens if an enemy is uploading something to a satellite, you have to uh, destroy the satellite or you know stop the uplink because that's just how this shit works. But what the fuck? Like, they went to space. Space! Like, they they, they have gone so far from the original movie that they've gone into space. In a Pontiac Fiero, mind you. (laughs) Like, it just made no sense. Like, the only... I I will say this. The only thing I did like was when Tyrese and Ludacris are having that conversation about, like, how... Listen, this makes no sense... We should have died so many times. When, like, like we should yeah. be dead. Like we must be invincible, like or we're just really lucky or whatever. like the fact that they've at least acknowledged that in yeah. some sort of meta way was amusing. But that <laughs> is it. It was
0: horrible. <laughs> so okay, so I I all I actually fully agree. I thought this was hot trash, just total garbage. Yeah. And the thing is, so just so people watching this know, like, I'm not one of these, like, critics who needs, like, art house movies. Like, I like action movies. I like most of oh. the Fast and Furious series. So it's not like I'm, oh, you know, this movie wasn't elevated enough with all these whatever. Thi-. No, I like pure stupid action. And this, yeah. they, this couldn't even do <laughs> this. I don't, I don't understand Leonard. It like, was it's just a... so
1: stupid. Like honestly, this, you know what? You could consider this like a hundred and fifty million dollar art film about the, uh, <laughs> the, the unimportance of story. Uh because yes. they had none, and they're like, "Look, and we still spent 150 million dollars. We had no story. <laughs> this makes no sense." And like, like, not, like, not just as like the story made no sense, the physics made no sense. Like the fucking electromagnet, which was a selectively pull metal that they wanted to pull. Like, come, the, like, like, like when they pulled the car through like a building into the side of the truck, <laughs> whilst injuring nobody, uh, <laughs> it just. Made no sense. I mean, of course. I mean, yeah. and obviously, like a movie wherein they shoot a Pontiac Fiero into the sky on the back of a plane. That for some reason the dude from Tokyo Drift suddenly knows how to fly. I yeah. mean. Whatever. So it, I mean, none, none of it made any sense. but it wasn't even a. It, the action wasn't good. Like it's just a bad movie.
0: Yeah, you know the funny thing is. So the reason why I like the Justin Lin, Fast and Furious movies until this one is like, you can bring out moments that were just as dumb as what happened in this movie, um, sure. and you know things didn't make sense. You know, in Fast Five they basically became like super spies that had superpowers. Yeah. So yeah. it's, and, that, and that was the real
1: switch was in Fast Five when that happened. And then everything just got increasingly ridiculous after that.
0: Yeah, and it, I think like it kind of still held on for Fast Five, Six, and Seven, where it was ridiculous, but you throw in the rock, it's still... I think for me, I mean, it's it's not even that this didn't make sense, because some of those movies don't make sense either, but I think either it has to make sense or it has to be fun. Yes. And I'm like, because I can forgive, like, you know, like, we've, we've, like, last week we reviewed uh, Kung Fu Hustle, and you know what? Yeah. Also makes (laughs) no sense. But it's fun. Yeah, so I'm (laughs) like, you know, I don't need the, I don't need, not everything has to make sense, but I'm like, if if you're going to go in that direction, I have to have fun, and that's, that's for me what this is lacking, because the funny thing is, honestly, Leonard, I feel like the people who wrote this and who did this actually feel like this was their art house picture, like they took it so seriously. So I was and like That's the problem. Yeah. I was like, if it's stupid, make it fun. But it's like they it was such a serious movie. Yeah. Outside of, you know, a few clips from Ludacris <laughs> and Tyrese. But like it wasn't <laughs> Who
1: literally went into space in deep sea diving suits <laughs> in a Fiero. And like the implication is they got back from space. Oh my god. Where you, you literally if you thought about it there was zero way for them to get down from space. Like they were in a Fiero. <laughs> They uh and and then for some reason they matched the same orbit as like a, the the International Space Station and then waved at them from Teviro. And so of course of course this is not meant to be a like like that's the problem, right? Like you have shit like that, and then the rest of it's so serious, and it's about like family, and it's about you know the meaning oh of whatever. That's it was just so bad.
0: I think so. The funny thing is, so you know, let's go back to what you said about you know your your one positive point with Ty- with Tyrese and Ludacris. who I'm sure their characters have names, but come on, we all call them Tyrese and Ludacris. um, yeah. like. I can't even give credit for that one thing where they acknowledge how ridiculous it is, because like for me, this is a thing in stand up comedy as well, where it's like, I feel like with an audience, if you suck, like, so I never do like recovery jokes because Mm. I just, I feel like. Oh, by the way,
1: a recovery joke, by the way, for the audience is if you tell a joke, it doesn't work. And then you make a joke about how it didn't work. Yeah, that's a recovery joke. And listen, So I knew, like, there was a guy in, uh, just to give you an example, there's a guy in Toronto, like, he would tell a joke, and then it wouldn't work. And, he, and then his joke from there would be like, oh, I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, you guys don't reward failure. And that worked. <laughs> and then honest, and the funny thing is that was consistently always the best laugh of his set of every oh, set Lord. I've ever seen him do. And then one time, he did well and oh. then he tried that line anyways and it bombed obviously because it made no sense oh. in the context of what
0: he was doing wow so he just assumed he would fail well you know yeah
1: so- i mean to be fair uh <laughs> historically it made sense that he thought he would fail
0: so the thing is for me it's like yeah and and with stand-up comedy like I'll forgive like what like, this is from an audience member, and also as a comedian. So As a comedian, I never use re- recovery jokes. So it's just not mm-hmm. my thing. But as an audience member, I find like I'm willing to forgive the first recovery joke, especially if sure. it's funny. Yeah. But by the time you're making two or three, it's like, stop apologizing oh. for sucking and just stop sucking. And yeah, so exactly. for, for this that's movie... Like
1: the, it's like the chef coming out every time saying, I am so sorry about the meal I just served you. The next course will be better. And then they come again. I fucked up again. I'm sorry. I know that wasn't supposed to have glass in it. Screwed <laughs> up. Okay, next one. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what that feels like, right? It's like, listen, I didn't come for yeah. apologies. I came for laughs. You're not
0: doing it. Yeah, so for me with the Tyrese thing, I'm like, okay, the first time okay fine they're acknowledging it how stupid it is but then it just got i was like no stop acknowledging how stupid this is and just please stop being stupid like just stop just like yeah. i i can't i i don't i don't know it's just so hard <sighs> because i'm being so negative but it's like I but it swear was so to, bad. I, I you know what i was oh hoping for i was hoping
1: that like they would say that and then they would die <laughs> <laughs> Look, like honestly i, I thought if this was actually pretty good <laughs> that's what i thought i was like if this is a setup for them dying because that's what i thought actually happened like after they like fucking fired their rocket out of fiero into a satellite <laughs> in space i assumed yeah rightfully so that that killed them like that this was a huge sacrifice they made per, to prevent this upload to this satellite which by the way i still don't know what it did Uh, So if you could tell me what it did. Oh, it was...
0: So the satellite was supposed to take over all other satellites that were orbiting Earth, which apparently a lot of satellites control weapons. So by taking over the satellites, they take over all the weapons in the world because satellites control weapons, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't feel like most... War weapons are controlled by satellites. Eight. No, probably not. No. I would imagine
1: it's, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, honestly, even the fact that I even know that now makes no material difference to how no, I would have doesn't. enjoyed the film. So, and yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I think they kept talking about dying, and I honestly thought, okay, these motherfuckers have to die. Yeah, I, they have to die. That's, you know what? It's like Chekhov's gun, right? Mm-hmm. You know that thing, like uh, Chekhov. Any play, if Chekhov's like, if there is a gun, you have to use the gun. Mm-hmm. And they just fucking loaded the gun and then they just left it and they didn't. Fi- and they fight and then they fired themselves through a satellite in a Pontiac Fierro and lived. Well, the thing and meanwhile, was- Paul Walker's dead. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> he's and probably the-
1: looking down right now, going, "What the hell
0: happened, guys?" I think it's like, oh my god, I don't, I don't even know what to say. This movie, I, it's, it's tough even reviewing. It's just so everything was just so wrong. I feel like there might have been, honestly, there might have been an 80 minute version of. There could be an 80 minute cut that acknowledges how dumb it is, but it's just so fast paced that it's just yeah. enjoyable the whole way through. At two and a half hours, I'm just like, yeah, with yeah, yeah. all this backstory apparent character building oh my god i feel build? honestly like i can't even give this like on a scale of one to ten my scale for this movie leonard is how many times i slap myself on the forehead like i would say (laughs) at least a dozen times i like smack myself on the forehead because i was like how what and like
1: we're we're measuring it in face palms like that's you know how many many (laughs) thumbs up oh none how many face palms oh at least 13
0: Yeah, this is, I don't, oh my, like, I, there's just so many moments, I can't even go through, like, there's just so many times where I just, I was just like, this is, you know. And, like, listen, my favorite actor is The Rock, so I'm not looking for realism. (laughs) Like, I just need. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he wasn't in this movie. I think if he was, maybe this would have benefited.
0: Yeah, I feel like even, like, the last two Fast and Furious movies are really dumb, but somehow The Rock gets that it's, like, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. in on it. Yeah, and he can carry like you know Hobbs and Shaw is like yeah. pretty ridiculous itself.
1: Yeah, you know, know. that but one the gets rock all and, and Idris Elba. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, but somehow they made it fun, even though that one kind of like jumped the shark too. Of like they didn't go into space, but you know they ended up having <laughs> superpowers with like biometric uh, yeah. androids. Of, yeah, like it, it got pretty out there, but somehow you know. You end up with, like, The Rock on an island fighting a war with, like, primitive weapons with his, like, own yeah. ancestors. And you're like, you know, this is kind of stupid, but yeah. it's kind yeah. of awesome. This yeah. was not awesome. Um, one thing, too, is that with superpowers, it's like... You know, they've been saying for a while that the Fast movies have become basically superhero movies, but this time they actually just literally gave Dom superpowers. Like, he pulled down a oh, yeah. bunker like, yeah. with his forearms.
1: Yeah, like, he became, like, fucking the thing. Or, like, I was like, I don't know what happened here. This made no sense. <laughs> he was being attacked by, like, a dozen dudes, and he's just like, whatever. And then he, like, falls, like... Oh Probably goodness. like 200 feet head first into wa- – like back first into water, which by the way, is not like, it's not like falling into a wading pool. You fall that high into water, it's like landing on concrete because mm-hmm. of the surface tension. You are dead. You are splattered. There's no way he should be alive. Yeah, it's why people
0: – I'll give you trigger because I know people are, are – you know, have – things in their lives but trigger warning but like this is the reason why people commit suicide from bridges because they don't just fall into the water and swim off like it's yeah yeah, yeah. you die when you hit the water people you you die and if you and you i mean ultimately or if you don't die
1: immediately you get injured so much you drown because there's no way you're fucking swimming away from that yeah Um, but yeah this yeah no, I mean, oh, also, there should be a trigger warning in this entire movie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, like, Lord. Oh. My, honestly, the F9 key on my keyboard was more entertaining than <laughs> F9 the movie.
0: I don't know. So, okay, so I hate to do this, but because the movie actually spends so much of its runtime trying to give backstory, I feel like... let's Because, like, for Kung Fu Hustle, we didn't even really try and go into, like, character motivation and stuff. But this one, they're, they... Get, they just devote so much runtime into it that I'm like, we kind of need to talk about it. But like, yeah. the character motivations. Okay, let's let's just start with Jacob, the new character, John Cena. Right. I'm um, just like his turn to be a good guy. So first oh of all, God, you know, the fact that after all this time of not telling Dom that he then tells him was stupid. Like you could have you could have had that random guy who took care of him tell Dom, the one that Dom went to visit, um, you know, their mutual friend, um, the big secret that his brother had. Um, and then the other thing was he didn't earn his, like, what I don't like is like, when you're going with a character arc and like Leonard knows this more because he's, he's an actual writer and I just, you know, Pretend to be the only thing I write about is my own life, um, but like, <laughs> so so I know the character motivation because it's it's me. But like for <laughs> for a fictional character, I feel like I don't like fictional characters where they're they're especially if they're doing like an arc where they like switch sides. I want that to come internal. Yes. So if he for some reason had decided, okay, I'm gonna switch sides for whatever reason, you know, and they had, like, you know, it was a payoff to, like, some type of internal struggle, and he had to make a choice, and he's like, no, I'm going to stick with my brother. No, it was that his partner, like, just decided to get a new partner, and then Mm -hmm. he's like, okay, I guess I'm good now, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend or some shit. I'm like, no, like, no, he he didn't actually make a decision, and I don't like it when it's a character who changes or gets basically redeemed off of not even making a decision. And on the, on top of that, why did his partner, like turn on him to go with somebody who they helped. Honestly, it would have been a better twist if it was like, oh, Cypher planned this all along, so she was always controlling him. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can see that. She's been the overarching villain. But it's like, no, she just talked her way out of prison or out of the cube. But but also, it made no sense,
1: because uh, like, the last thing she says to the dude, who before he decides, oh, yeah, I'm just going to let you out and you can control me now, is that he's a puppet. (laughs) You're a uh, puppet. Oh, okay, well, then I guess that's what I am, and I'm going to now let you out of your cage you can stick your hand up my ass oh, like it was understand. just it, it like it just made no sense like the twists were not justified it, it, it had nothing really to do with uh any sort of internal character development or change it was just things happened cars exploded they oh. fired two black guys into space <sighs> that's the movie in a nutshell
0: <laughs> and And it could have been good if it was like ridiculous or just fun. It didn't have it just give me fun. It just was yeah. not it was just so held down by like I feel like an hour of the runtime was like backstory and character development somehow on a movie that nothing made sense, so I'm like. Yeah. No, if you're like, and I know this is, I don't know why I'm going. It's just because it's the last movie we watched, but I was like, I'm going to go back to Kung Fu Hustle. It's like, that also kind of makes no sense, but it's okay because it's not trying to, it's just trying to give us a fun time. Like, come on, give us a fun time, Vin Diesel. Or Justin, Justin Lin, I don't know, all your other movies were so good. I don't understand what happened.
1: It wasn't his story. He wrote the screenplay, but it wasn't his story. So this and guy, Alfredo, um, whatever his name is, wrote this story. I blame uh, him because he's
0: the guy who came up with this junk. Oh, Lord. And then Han coming. So obviously we reviewed this because Han, Han came back, and we love Han. We followed him from that first Justin Lin movie or Justin Lin's second movie, whatever it was, Tomorrow something. Um, Better yeah. luck tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we've been following Han. We love this character. We've reviewed basically every other movie he's appeared in, so we wanted to review this one. But yeah. like, it just didn't make. It didn't make it no, made no sense. sense. Like, it
1: didn't. It wasn't his return wasn't really justified in any way, shape, or form. It didn't like bear any weight. It was just like, look, if you're bringing a character back from the dead, it should like have massive story implications, and it really didn't. They didn't need him. Yeah. Right? They could have had anybody in that role. It didn't have to be Han.
0: And the funny thing is, it's like, you know, when, when I say that, like, there's been similarly stupid moments in the past on Fast yeah. and Furious, even Justin Lin Fast and Furious, but I still accept mm-hmm. it. I would say this is comparable to Letty coming back. At in fast what was it fast six after she died in fast and furious which was yeah. fast four where they like retcon that whole thing so yeah. I was like I get it this they've done it in the past but yeah. they've always done it in a way that I was like okay yeah that's really stupid but I'm okay with it because you know what she's she's back and it's kind of fun this was like he's back and i don't know what he's doing <laughs> like it's just so i don't i don't know i don't I don't know. It's just so every yeah. I don't. I don't understand Leonard. I don't. I don't understand what's happening. What's happening in this movie? It just was a
1: really. It just. It it, it was just bad. Like, (laughs) like it was just really, really bad. Like, and especially if you have characters coming back from the dead, like they have to be like they they just. It wasn't memorable. Like Ron coming back from the dead. It's like yeah, I'm glad again you're bringing back and employing an Asian. Yeah, but like. It wasn't like Gandalf coming back from the dead. Like, that made a huge case. Or, or I mean, and this is completely in the different direction, but Kimberly from Melrose Place? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. When she that. came back from the dead. It's like, what? She's back. It's crazy. Well, you know, I will say... It it hooked us in or at least it hooked me I was like, oh Han's back, we gotta see this. So I guess their their yeah. plan worked. I fell for the bait, which kinda pisses me off. Yeah. It was like, man, I came back for Han. I'm trying to support my fellow Asians and Justin Lin, how could you do this to me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this whole movie I don't understand. But I'm happy I'm happy you're getting paid, Justin Lin. Go go spend that money, cause <laughs> this movie, I don't I don't I don't know. This is... I do not... I, garbage. I, I just can't. Uh, hot, hot garbage. Uh, okay, you know what? I don't think I can top uh, hot, hot garbages. I feel like that's the perfect way to end this movie review. So we are going to end our first segment, which is, of course, the review. And we will take a short break before coming back with our second segment. And our second segment is... Um, where we discuss a topic that's related to the movie. This week's topic is too much of a good thing um, and how that ruins things you actually like, which, if you've seen the movie, you can probably figure out uh, how that is related. So we will be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? What up, what up, listeners? Welcome back to You Better Represent podcast. This is our second segment where we delve into a topic of the week that is plucked from the themes of the movie. And this week's movie of the week was Fast and Furious 9, which... Um, I, w- I think uh, m- uh, me and Leonard both agreed that our three-word review was uh, hot garbage, which I know that's two words, but <laughs> that makes as much sense as this movie makes sense. So there you go. Um, hot, th- hot ass hot, garbage. Hot, that's hot, hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the associated um, topic is too much of a good thing. And the reason why I decided this or we decided this was because I actually really like Fast and Furious. <laughs> Um, so it's not even. I'm coming from it from like a heater perspective. Like I wanted to like this movie. I wanted to support Justin Lin. I wanted to support the return of Hong. I mean Han as a character. Um, you know, hashtag Justice for Han. But <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, I don't know whatever reason Fast and Furious just decided to cram everything they could with weird cameos like Helen Mirren probably didn't need to be there the Asian Oh yeah, girl was that was she like
1: a was she uh, like she was just a new character? Like actually like oh, look, maybe my fault that I didn't see Fast and the Furious 8. Did uh, I have to see 8 to
0: yes. to understand 9? Is <laughs> Helen Mirren is the mom of Jason Statham? Okay character i guess shaw um and jason statham's brother who was also a villain i think in fast seven maybe so anyway she she's the mom of both of those um which oh also uh, uh, our review is over but i feel like i need to put this in that whole scene (laughs) where that where that girl is driving for the first time in her life was Probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, uh, I I might have smacked him. In my, like, I've I remember when I was first learning to drive. I just anyway, let's let's get away from from all that. Let's go back into your topic. But so too much of a good thing. I feel like two and a half hours is a bit much. All those cameos is too much. So I was trying to think of times in our lives where there's things that you know in you know, in a reasonable portion, are enjoyable, but where we just self indulge too much and then made it not enjoyable. So I will throw it over to my co-host, Leonard Chan. And Leonard, has there been a time in your life where um, you had something that you really liked or enjoyed, but you kind of ruined it by overindulging?
1: Um, you know, I mean, there's all the obvious things like... You know, food and alcohol and drugs uh, of which, you know, uh, but, I mean, to be fair, I've never done so much of it that I've ruined it forever. I'll go back mm. to those things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except peach naps. I'm not going ever back to peach hmm. naps. I had a real bad night with that. Um, but uh, let me think. Let me think. You know, there's I mean, here's the thing. You go to enough cheerleader themed orgies and then it's. <laughs> it gets pretty it gets pretty
0: boring. Uh, or, you know while while you're thinking I'll, I'll jump in on some of mine and That was the- real by the way. Oh, good lord. You thought I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was real.
1: And it does get boring. and you when you are bored at a cheerleader
0: themed orgy, you know you have taken a wrong turn in your life. Oh I was trying to give you an <laughs> out, but you really leaned into that. Um yeah, no, I uh, I don't know. I yes, I am also bored with orgies, I think in the gay yeah, community. they
1: are they are boring though, right? Like after just, a while, it's like, yeah, it's kind of you know, and I
0: feel like especially with the gays, they're just so available. Like, mm. I don't, I don't know how to state it to sell. Yeah. Like, no, no, you know, no, I get it. Like, like because
1: you, you don't have to work just, for it.
0: You There's nothing,
1: there's yeah. not as fun if like you, it's just provided to you. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I, 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 re- I highly recommend it just so if you guys, if you're wondering if you never had one and you're like, okay, what's it like? Get that curiosity out of your head and you know, after a while it's, it gets boring. But anyway, so, um,
1: I uh, mean, do, me, at least do it like. Six or seven times. But after that. It,
0: it's... Yeah, because there's... Anyway, um, There's <laughs> I'll, I'll let you discover that journey on, on your own, listeners. Um, but so for me, the first thing that came to mind was actually video games. Because mm. when I was growing up in the ghetto... It's so, it's so much more wholesome
1: <laughs> than how we started this.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I grew up in the ghetto. We, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, and... I would get one video game a year, one a year, and I would play the shit out of that video game. And every video game I had like that, from Super Mario Brothers to Final Fantasy 6 to, you know, I only got to choose one video game and I would do all my research, which back then was very difficult because it was all by reading magazines. There's no internet. And if you choose wrong, you would have just a very bad year. Um, But the games that I did have, like I said, like Super Mario Brothers, like Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IV, like I play the shit out of those. And I knew them inside and out. I probably could have like ridden... Like strategy guides on them. I knew them so well because I would play them like dozens of times. And you know, then when I then when I, when I left home and I got my first job, you know, um, so when I was growing up, is more like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, but then an N sixty four. But when I got my first job, that was more like you know the GameCube era. Um, what is that like PS two? Um, and I just basically had more money than I knew what to do with and I just had every game anything I literally just didn't even finish games I would just I'd play them for an hour but they such a huge stack you move on to the next game and on to the next and I can't even I don't even know if I have a favorite game from that whole era because Mm. I just had so much it was just you just I spend more time deciding what game to play than I did actually enjoying the game. It's almost like with me and Netflix, honestly, and I feel like a lot of people do this, I spend more time adding movies and shows to, like, my list of Up Next versus watching them. Like, I literally, all I'm doing is, like, oh, what movie should I add? And then I probably spend, like, a third of the time actually watching it. I just sort of scroll through these endless lists and add them to my list that I'm never going to get through. Um, So just... This unlimited amount, it honestly, like I don't think i will ever love a video game the way I loved those Super Nintendo and 64 games because I just I just had the one goddamn game for that whole yeah. year. Um,
1: yeah, you had to love it because like scarcity breeds uh adoration,
0: yeah, and uh, the other thing I will bring up too is you know the pandemic, um, oh, yeah. which is like definitely like, had too much of that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It was pretty good at the beginning, but then it became, you know. (laughs) I was going to say I'm a bit of a hermit, and honestly, I was a bit burnt out. Um, You know, we had just recorded right before the pandemic. Um, We, you know, including Leonard, we recorded um, a comedy special, you know, probably the, the the biggest point in my career up to that point. And honestly, I needed a break and I needed to go into post-production, and I needed to write more comedy because I kind of like used all my comedy in that comedy special. So honestly, for the first six months, I was like, oh, this is kind of a blessing. Now, going on almost two years, I'm like, no, this is too much of a good thing, this pandemic, and I know, listen, I feel like I give a disclaimer every week because I feel like people get upset at a lot of things I say, but... (laughs) I am allowed to say that to me, the pandemic, the early pandemic was a good thing. That doesn't mean I don't need a comment saying, Oh, my mom died because she had COVID. I'm not saying the pandemic is a good thing. I'm not saying six months of relaxation for me is worth 700,000 people dying or in, in North America or some shit. So no, to be
1: fair, you don't know how hard long was working. You know, he really needed <laughs> yeah. a rest.
0: Uh- <laughs> yeah. So listen, people, does it, don't come at me with your sob stories of COVID. I'm not saying COVID was a good thing because it gave me some rest. I'm saying for me, it was a good thing for six months until it wasn't. So let me you know. Uh,
1: this podcast really isn't this podcast until Vong either mentions he's from the ghetto uh, and, pre- <laughs> and then uh, preemptively apologizes for something he says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. And maybe I just shouldn't because it seems like people offending other people is a very good marketing tactic nowadays, but oh, I don't okay. know if it's not like super my style, but um, you know, and honestly people don't really hear the, the bigger context. They're just going to snip out that first piece and get mad at me for it. But yeah. yes, to me, the pandemic is too much of a good thing because <laughs> as awful as it is, there was some good parts to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. now have, has anything else come to your mind Leonard on uh good things that went to, to that got soured by over uh, overindulgence?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's all, like I said, it's always like the, the same old shit, you know? Mm. Uh, although, I mean, I think there is a uh, something to be said for, for the overabundance of choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when you, when you say you mentioned the Netflix thing, like I remember like, I always wanted, I think like, you know, when I was a kid, I only got, you know, healthy cereal. And then when I was an adult, I was like, Oh, I am so going to get all the sugar cereals. Cause now I can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, and a hey, when you're, I mean, I mean, I can't do it now, but I mean, thank God I had the metabolism I had then it was just eating boxes of like count chocula and like, Lucky no. Charms, it's not good for you. It's pure sugar. Yeah, just straight diabetes. Uh, but yeah, you know, I wish I had a better answer. You know, I, I mean, I blew my load with cheerleader orgies. Literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, it's, it, it, is what it is its what uh, it is. Bringing it back to, to the movie, I think creatively... Yeah, actually, you know what was going through my head with F9, um, uh, uh, Fast and Furious Nine, yeah, is it just reminded me of like when a creator or a series they just have so much power that after a while there's no editor, there's no like mm. check and balance. Where like you know with Vin Diesel he's producing this now Justin Lin's also a producer and you know when the movies are making over a billion dollars like you can just go in and say we're gonna spend 150 250 million and we're gonna make it two and a half hours whereas I feel like the earlier movies somebody would have come in and said no this is ridiculous yeah and it reminds me and you know people get mad at me for this but it reminds me of Harry Potter I love the first three books. And then, you know, what? bitch got too famous and decided a children's book had to be 700 to 1,000 pages and have exactly the same amount of plot as the first book that was, like, 140 pages or some shit. Like, there is not more plot in, like, the sixth book as there is in the first one. But somehow, this bitch starts describing, like, uh, the wind blowing on the hair and the... I don't need that much description, bitch. But basically, the whole thing is... Like, (laughs) people need editors. People need limits. And sometimes you become so successful that it's just too much of a good thing. And here's time for another disclaimer, because I always get into trouble. For people who know me, when you're both gay and from the ghetto, bitch refers equally to both genders, if not more so to men. So when I was, so like, to me, probably the person I call bitch the most is Kevin Durant. Cause I hate that like ho ass bitch <laughs> for joining the uh, Golden State Warriors. And uh, in the gay world, I don't think we even call women bitches. It's literally, we just call other gays that. So before people come at me for calling JK Rowling a bitch, it is a genderless, which I know, yes, by definition, bitch is not genderless, literally in the dictionary. But in my use of it, I feel like I should have, like, a weekly (laughs) disclaimer section. Um, But, okay, that's my disclaimer for (laughs) calling um, J.K. Rowling a bitch. Um,
1: Vong's disclaimer section is longer than the cast of Fast and the
0: Furious 9. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'm having too much of a good thing with my disclaimers. Um, Yeah. It's uh it's another thing where it's uh it's going too far. But okay, that's uh let's wrap it up there and uh thank you, Leonard, for coming on and reviewing this completely ridiculous movie. Um hot, and- hot garbage. <laughs> uh, thank you for the listeners for um, for sticking with us. We will be back um, in a couple weeks with another Asian movie review. As uh, people who are longtime listeners know, we kind of switch between Asian movies for representation, gay movies for representation, other movies for representation. Um, but I think the next Asian movie we're going to do... Uh, also kind of looks like it might be hot hot garbage but I'm hoping it's not <clears throat> but we have to cover it cuz it's uh, a Hollywood produced movie with a male Asian lead which doesn't happen a lot is um, it snake eyes it's gonna be it snake is going to snake, eyes, snake it? eyes it is snake eyes we just I'm really hoping <laughs> I'm hoping it's not hot, hot garbage but I do want to support our fellow Asian or you can know, a half Asian um, Henry, what's his name, Henry, Henry Golding, yes, Henry Golding, yeah. So who has
1: not an Asian name at all,
0: <laughs> no, but we will, uh, we'll get into that more um, with our next Asian movie review, I, scheduled for two weeks from now, because next week will be a gay movie review, but uh, hopefully you'll stick with us, um, I'm your host, Fong Show, official spokesperson for gay super cute Asians, and that's what's up.